Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Welcome to another week of Believe in Ohio State Football. Great to have you back with me. And this week we've got a lot to talk about after the spring game this past Saturday. It was an impressive effort by a number of Ohio State Buckeyes in that game. I had a great time watching the spring game. Uh, I thought it was exactly what we needed to see from the quarterbacks, from the running backs, from the defense, from the wide receivers, everything. And I'm really, this episode, I'm really going to break each position down, well, especially on offense. How about I put it that way? I'm going to break down the skill positions on offense, what I saw in the game, what I liked in the game, maybe a little bit of what I disliked in the game. And then I'm going to talk about some standouts on defense and just kind of the overall look of that Ohio State defense because there were some changes uh, to that defensive unit that we talked about in the week leading up to the Ohio State spring game. But that came to fruition in the game, uh, and I thought it looked pretty good, especially because of the efforts of a couple of different Buckeyes on the field. But before we get into anything this week, it's time for a word from our sponsor, Bet Online, because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, where do you want to begin this week on Believe in Ohio State football? How about we start off with the quarterback battle? This is normally something that I would save until the end of the podcast, but that was the most pressing thing in the spring game, so that's what we're going to talk about first on this week's episode. What did I think about the quarterback battle? Well, first off, let's break down the rotation. Jack Miller was the first quarterback to get reps on the field in that game. Does that mean anything? I'm going to go with no, 
because the way it worked is Ohio State just rotated through their three quarterbacks without giving any more reps to, you know, uh, C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller or Kyle McCord. They all got equal reps. They changed teams, so it worked out that it was just one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and so on. That's how they played. It wasn't like C.J. Stroud got two reps to every one set of reps that Jack Miller did or Kyle McCord did or, or any sort of situation with those quarterbacks. No, they all got equal reps in that game, which tells you this is a pretty even quarterback battle. But I think at the end of the day, you can clearly see what the pecking order is just based off of the way that those three guys played. I thought C.J. Stroud was very clearly the best quarterback out of the three. Um, I think he looked the most comfortable. He looked the most in control of the offense. I also thought Kyle McCord looked pretty well. That was his first ever college football action, mind you, and I thought he looked like he could step in and do fine. Now, it's going to come down to really his development in fall camp the rest of this summer, uh, his comfortability in this offense, his understanding of this offense, um, his chemistry with some of the wide receivers, which I thought he showed chemistry uh, with a lot of the wide receivers out there. But I would say it's C.J. Stroud, then Kyle McCord, then Jack Miller. And I'll get to Jack Miller in a minute, but I just want to reiterate the fact that, uh, you know, I think Kyle McCord still has a chance at this job. It's obviously early days right now for Kyle McCord. Um, You know, I've already talked about him a little bit on this podcast saying I think he could be the starting quarterback as a true freshman. I still think that rings true. Um, It's just going to come down to whether or not he has maybe a better skill set or a better ceiling than C.J. Stroud and that he can get that offense under control and look as comfortable as C.J. Stroud has. But, you know, C.J. Stroud's never started a real college football game either. So, Uh, He does have a year of experience in this offense, a year of experience with these coaches, with his teammates. Um, I know I talked about that chemistry with the wide receivers, the tight ends. He has more of that than Kyle McCord, but that's not to say that McCord could be a better quarterback and might be a better quarterback by the time fall rolls around and he could be Ohio State's guy. So while C.J. Stroud, I think, does have a slight upper hand right now, I would not be surprised at all to see Kyle McCord Uh, have an opportunity at quarterback this fall for Ohio State either. But I don't think it's going to be Jack Miller, and that's with all due respect to Jack Miller because I still think he's a good football player, but it was pretty evident in that game that he doesn't have what C.J. Stroud has, rather. He doesn't have what Kyle McCord has. Uh, He just didn't look as comfortable. He started off the first drive looking good, but then he threw a red zone interception to Ryan Watts. Um, and after that, I think he was a little bit shaken. He had the worst stats of the three quarterbacks in the game. He didn't push the ball down the field like the other two quarterbacks did in the game. And, you know, I've seen some people saying, well, hey, even though Jack Miller didn't look great, uh, he was the guy who was really able to go through his progressions, find those checkdowns. And one thing I will say about the game, the running backs were involved in the passing game a lot. There were a lot of checkdowns to running backs, but is that really what you want to see from Ohio State's offense? No. They're an offense that pushes the ball down the field through the air, no matter who it is. Even, you know, JT Barrett, who didn't have the greatest arm in the world, they still push the ball down the field with JT Barrett. They certainly have the past three or four seasons with Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields. Uh, So I think they want to stay on that path. And clearly, C.J. Stroud or Kyle McCord, those two guys are the best options uh, for Ryan Day in the offense to do that. Jack Miller, you know, 
like I said, some people were talking about him checking down. I don't want to see the quarterback checking down in the spring game. I want to see him making confident throws down the field. You know, checking down in the spring game doesn't show me what so show me much. What's going to happen when he really faces a defense going 100% in a Big Ten game that has implications? Are checkdowns going to win that game? I do not think so. So that's kind of where I am right now with the quarterback battle. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying right now that it's still wide open. There's a lot of time left. I don't necessarily subscribe to there being a whole lot of time left. I mean, spring ball is spring ball, and then we're going to get to fall practice. And when it gets to that time, you really have to have things starting to come together. So I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud's job at least to start the season. I would not be surprised, though, if he were to struggle for whatever reason, that Kyle McCord steps in. And it's really not going to shock me if Kyle McCord steps in and plays well at Ohio State. But I'm going to leave it at that for the quarterback battle. We've got plenty of other weeks to talk about the quarterbacks at Ohio State. I'm sure that's going to be a really, really hot topic when the fall rolls around. But now I want to talk a little bit about the running backs because we saw a lot of running backs in the spring game for Ohio State. One guy that we didn't see, though, was Master Teague. He was in pads, but he didn't play in the game. Not necessarily surprising there. He's a guy that's been there, done that. You know what you're going to get from Master Teague. You don't necessarily need to see a look for Master Teague in the spring game. But I was surprised. You know, Marcus Crowley, he was the first running back we saw on the field. And I talked about Crowley a couple weeks ago on this show saying, hey, don't forget about this guy. I think he could really be a difference maker this season. Uh, he was great when he was a true freshman at Ohio State. He had a knee injury after that, struggled to get back on the field, finally did towards the end of last season, but he was the running back getting the first reps in the spring game. So certainly keep your eyes out for uh, for Marcus Crowley because he could be a guy to watch this season at Ohio State. You know, I was really high on the freshman running back, Travion Henderson, going into the spring game. He got a ton of reps in that game, which was good to see. Uh, I think as the uh, as the fall kind of continues on, the summer continues on, heads into the fall, uh, I think we're going to see more of him at running back at Ohio State. Uh, we also saw a lot of the other freshman running back, Evan Pryor. I don't think he looked nearly as good as Travion Henderson or Marcus Crowley, but he was still out there. He was still repping, and you know it, it's clear that he might be involved a little bit. Uh, something to note, I thought Steel Chambers was a little bit less involved than I thought he would be. I think it looks like Travion Henderson has kind of an upper hand on Steel Chambers, so we'll see what happens there. We've talked about it. It's a packed running back room at Ohio State. So I would not be surprised to see transfers whatsoever. Same with that quarterback room. You know, I don't know how Jack Miller feels about the, the three-way battle for the starting job right now, but if he feels uh, like it's not going to be his, don't be surprised to see him transfer either. We saw it with Joe Burrow a couple seasons ago when he lost out to Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, the rest is history there with him heading to LSU, winning the Heisman Trophy, winning the national championship, being the number one overall pick. Um, you know, you can... Maybe say that Ohio State made the wrong decision there. I think it was the right decision at the time. I'm still going to stand by that because if you look at their seasons, Dwayne Haskins still had a fabulous season uh, the year that uh, Joe Burrow transferred. So I'm not going to hold that against Ohio State whatsoever. But uh, back to this quarterback battle, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jack Miller transfer at some point over the summer in the fall. Uh, new transfer rules now per the NCAA. Every player gets one transfer where they don't have to sit out anytime. Um, 
you know, I don't necessarily know how I feel about that because I don't like the idea of guys just transferring willy-nilly. I think it could get a little bit ridiculous, but it's good for a guy like Jack Miller. You know, you're just not going to get an opportunity at Ohio State. You've spent a couple seasons here trying to get that opportunity. You shouldn't be punished for for any reason. You know, you, sh- you shouldn't be punished and have to sit out uh, going somewhere else to try and be their quarterback. But if it gets later in somebody's career where they've had, a, you know, a couple of chance, I don't know. I think you know what I mean, where it's I just don't want to see the transfers get out of control, where you've got big names leaving for the slightest of issues and it changes the kind of face of college football changes, you know, how how things are aligned in college football, which, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But uh, like I said, I think you know where I'm coming from there. But uh, back to that running back room, you know, it's going to be Master Teague's job like we've talked about from the start. I think Travion Henderson uh, is going to get a lot of run at the position for Ohio State. I wouldn't be surprised if he has the bulk of the carries at the end of the season. Let me also also tell you this. I don't like it when Ohio State splits carries at running back. If you go back to J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber, I hated that season. Uh, This past year worked out a little bit better because Master Teague got hurt and Trey Sermon was able to step up then, but you saw what Trey Sermon could do when he really had the job. He didn't have that, you know, number one opportunity for much of the regular season. He suffered. I think Master Teague suffered as well. I just don't think a running back can be his best when you're splitting carries. I mean, that was very clearly the case with J.K. Dobbins. He was fantastic when he wasn't splitting carries. Uh, Travion Henderson gets a lot of comparisons to J.K. Dobbins. Um, So we'll see what happens. I think they will probably split carries this season, even though I don't like it. I think they will, but we'll see how it works out because I think that whenever they split carries, one running back always seems to kind of have the upper hand and they go with that guy towards the end of the season or when the games get more important. So I could definitely see that happening this year at Ohio State. But watch out for Marcus Crowley. Watch out for Marcus Crowley. Like I said, he got a lot of action in that spring game. And he's a guy who could be good at Ohio State. He could be good. Uh, I want to talk about the wide receivers. But before that, let's have another word from another one of our sponsors. And that's Kanan. Because it snowed, actually. It snowed in Columbus last night. So there's snow all over the ground. It's super, super bright right now. And I need some sunglasses. And it's time to make your outdoor experiences, just like mine, better with Kanan. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. And they're also made with Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code KANANCAST15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E. N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. Also time for another word from another one of our sponsors, Just Live, because support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. You know, whether or not you're having issues with sleep or focus or energy, immune system problems, or just stress in general, I know I've had a little bit of trouble sleeping lately. So if you're interested in this, if you're having trouble sleeping like me, or if you're just stressed out in general, any of those things I just talked about, Just Live might be for you. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, 
energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez. So a pretty star-studded crew right there. And they founded Just Live because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and could stand behind. So if you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummies products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of choosing just one, visit JustLive.com and use the code SUPPORT to buy one and get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies line with the code SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using code SUPPORT. All right, now it's time to talk about the wide receiver room at Ohio State. And we've talked about it a lot already in previous episodes, but now we saw it live and in color really for the first time with the new guys in the wide receiver room. And it is ridiculously stacked. The wide receivers are unreal. That is a big help for C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, and Jack Miller. That was very evident, very clear in the spring game. There were a couple of big-time catches. C.J. Stroud's uh, throw down the sideline to Chris Olave. He goes up and makes a big catch. Garrett Wilson's catch on the first throw by Kyle McCord, a 55-yard bomb right down the middle of the field. Both of those guys skied over the cornerbacks and were able to make acrobatic grabs. That's what you expect out of those guys. That's what you expect out of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. They're the best duo in college football. But is this the best wide receiver room in college football? I think you've seriously got to consider that and seriously consider saying yes after what we saw in the spring game. It's not just Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba, who looked great in the spring game. It's Julian Fleming, who was the number one overall wide receiver recruit last year and didn't even play in the spring game. We have yet to see him this year, and he's going to be even better than he was last year. It's Emeka Igbuka, the number one overall wide receiver recruit this year, who looked fantastic in that spring game. It's Marvin Harrison Jr., Remember, we talked about him two weeks ago on this podcast. He was the first player at Ohio State, the first true freshman, to have their black stripe removed in spring camp, meaning like he has the leg up, meaning this guy is a guy for Ohio State. He looks like a guy at Ohio State. He wasn't even in their top two highest wide receiver recruits this year. He was their third best wide receiver recruit this season, He looks like he could step in right away and be fantastic. He's got good size on the outside. It looked like he had chemistry with every single one of the quarterbacks. He made seven catches and had a touchdown in the game. And he's a true freshman playing in his first college football game ever. Marvin Harrison Jr. looks like he could be a great Buckeye. The real deal at Ohio State. I was really, really pleasantly surprised uh, by by Marvin Harrison Jr., excuse me, And, you know, I didn't know he was going to get that much action at wide receiver. I knew that they had liked what they had seen in camp from him. But my goodness, it looks like this guy might be a role player right away. But, uh, you know, I mentioned all the guys right there. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Julian Fleming, Emeka Igbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jamison Williams was involved early. You can't forget about him. He might be the fastest player on the roster. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody else, you know, excuse me, I'm sorry, but those guys were all great in the spring game, you know, minus Julian Fleming, who, like I said, didn't play, but he's going to be another great guy at Ohio State as well. So 
The wide receiver group is in a great place right now, and as long as they're able to make catches like they did in that spring game, as long as they're able to be dynamic threats down the field, it's, uh, you know, a good quarterback helps, but, you know, you don't have to have a five-star throwing that ball to these wide receivers. If you do, you're going to be, you know, a top two or three team in the nation. If not, these wide receivers are going to help you out no matter what, and that's great to see. Uh, as for the tight ends in that spring game, I was re- really surprised. Uh, a lot of kind of backup tight ends got action in that game. You know, we didn't see a whole lot of Jeremy Ruckert, I felt, but we saw some good catches by a number of backup tight ends, so I'm kind of interested to see what happens there. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. We didn't see G. Scott really at tight end. We didn't see a whole lot of him where, you know, I, I wanted to see what he looked like at that position, uh, if he could make any plays, but I-, I suppose it's still a work in progress there. Just a little bit disappointed to not see him getting as many reps as some of those other backup types uh, at tight end. But, you know, that position... It's not. I'm not going to say it's unimportant at Ohio State or unimportant rather at Ohio State, but uh, they don't use the tight end a whole lot. When they do, Jeremy Ruckert is the guy they're using. As long as he's here, that tight end group is going to be fine. But there was a lot of promise behind Jeremy Ruckert. I will say in that game, uh, and that's great to see at Ohio State. Uh, I, I'm I'm happy to see other players stepping up at that position and making that group more dynamic. Uh, That's going to do it with all our offense talk. Let's talk a little bit about some standouts on defense in that spring game. I talked about Ryan Watts earlier. Long, lengthy cornerback. He looked good against Garrett Wilson. He made that interception right at the one-yard line on the first drive of the game, picking off Jack Miller. This guy is going to compete for some playing time at cornerback this year. Could he be a starting cornerback at Ohio State? Only time will tell, but I love the way he looks. He's a rangy guy. Like I said, so long. He's got great size. Anytime a cornerback looks like that where he's got those long arms, a little bit of height to him, and he can run with a wide receiver, that guy, you know, nine times out of ten is going to be a problem. He is going to be a good defensive back, and I think that's what Ohio State has in Ryan Watts. I think he looked really, really strong in that game, and I'm excited to see what happens for him in the future. Uh, another position, the bullet. He was listed as a bullet. This is Craig Young. You know, he was recruited as a linebacker to Ohio State, but the bullet, it's become kind of a popular thing in the NFL, that kind of hybrid linebacker safety And that could be huge for Ohio State this season, playing in that nickel. Five defensive backs on the field. And that's really primarily what Ohio State ran defensively in that spring game. So they want to have more guys back there to defend the pass. And Craig Young looked like he's capable. He had a couple of key breakups covering tight ends in that game. He's got a or he's a guy with size, but he can run, he can cover. So I liked Craig Young a lot at bullet in that game. That's a new thing for Ohio State, that bullet position. And to have a guy that you can slot in like that and have him play there right away, that's a good sign. It's a really, really good sign. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Craig Young uh, in the fall playing in Big Ten games if he's able to continue the way he played in that spring game. And that's really encouraging for Ohio State. So Craig Young, that's a name to look out for this season. He's a guy that can tackle. He's a guy that can cover. And he is your bullet, in quotes, at Ohio State right now. Another linebacker type that I thought looked great in the spring game was Taraja Mitchell. And we've been waiting forever to watch this guy play. And I don't think it's any fault of Taraja Mitchell. It's just kind of the log jam that he had in front of him. And to be completely honest with you, I feel like the coaching staff at Ohio State was a little bit beholden 
to those linebackers that they've had the past couple of seasons. Whether that's Justin Hilliard or Tuff Borland, I'm not necessarily going to call out uh, Baron Browning or Pete Warner because I think those guys were two capable starting linebackers that deserve to start. Tuff Borland? Would you have rather seen Taraja Mitchell playing in the middle than Tuff Borland? I'm probably going to say yes there. Because Taraja Mitchell, he was a big-time recruit. He's waited his turn at Ohio State, and it looks like he is ready to go. He made a couple of tackles for loss. He was in the backfield a lot. Uh, He was a disruptor in that spring game. One thing I will say, Ohio State had trouble running the ball in the spring game. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that is what the spring game is all about. I think they're more so looking to get a look at the quarterbacks. They don't necessarily need to see what they have at running back. Um... We know what this Ohio State team has on the offensive line. I'm not worried about running the ball. But hey, you got to credit that defensive line and you've got to credit the linebacker group led by Taraja Mitchell for what they were able to do stuffing the run in that game. So I'm high on Taraja Mitchell right now. I think he's going to be a really important player for Ohio State this season. Watch out for Taraja Mitchell to lead Ohio State in tackles this year. Now, the last guy that I want to talk about on the defense, and this is really going to do it for this week on Believe in Ohio State Football, is Jack Sawyer. You know, he's ESPN's number one overall recruit, the number one defensive end uh, per a lot of outlets, uh, true freshman, and he looked like the absolute real deal in that game. I don't want to get too premature and say he was better than Nick, Joey Bosa, Chase Young, but I think he was. <laughs> That's how good Jack Sawyer looked in that game. He was bullying you know, veteran offensive lineman at Ohio State, beating them with speed, beating them with strength. And again, he's a true freshman. You know, he's probably as small as he's ever going to be at Ohio State right now, and he's still got good size. But he was bullying tackles. He got into the backfield for a strip sack on Kyle McCord in the spring game. He can't even hit the quarterback, and he knocked the ball away from him. Uh, He had like four or five sacks in that game. You you know, they're not necessarily bringing the quarterback down, but they're getting into the backfield and tapping him. So that's kind of what qualifies a sack. He did that four or five, six times in the game. And that's a guy playing in his first college football action ever. So, you know, say what you want about the spring game and how it's not a realistic look. Jack Sawyer looked pretty real in that game, and that is great to see for Ohio State. And I see a lot of people right now, oh yeah, they got to try to get this guy in the rotation. Come on, this guy is the rotation after that spring game. He's got to be on the field all the time if that's what we're going to really get from Jack Sawyer. He looked absolutely fantastic. You know, he looked like he is you know, the, the number one overall pick for the NFL draft in waiting. He is Joey Bosa. He is Nick Bosa. He is Chase Young. I think that's the type of talent that Ohio State has at defensive end in Jack Sawyer. Let's see what they're able to do on the recruiting trail because JT Toymaloa, or however you say that last name, uh, he's still in this recruiting class. He's uncommitted. He's right up there. Uh, According to some, he might be the best defensive end in the class, and a lot of people are saying he's going to come to Ohio State. So if Ohio State can go with he and Jack Sawyer on the ends, Uh, Also have Zach Harrison, who they're kind of waiting on to have his breakout. He was supposed to be uh, a defensive end like Nick Bosa, like Chase Young, like Joey Bosa. Uh, They thought they had that in Zach Harrison. He hasn't been that yet. But if they can get him going, have Jack Sawyer going, have JT Toymaloa going, have some of these other guys that are more depth players, whether it's Tyler Friday or... You know, a number of guys on that uh, air on that defensive line in that defensive end group. If they can get those guys going, look out. 
But overall, I thought it was a great spring game for Ohio State. I learned a lot, and what I really learned from that game is that I cannot wait for football season to roll around. I'm so excited to watch these Buckeyes back in action. So that's going to do it for this week of Believe in Ohio State Football, presented by Bet Online. Make sure to get your bets in at betonline.ag. As always, great big thank you to our sponsors. And also, as always, thank you for joining me this week on Believe in Ohio State Football. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.